pizza! Wait, what were we doing? Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ADHD Pizza, the uh, show that is all about rabbit trails. And we have been told... This should be called rabbit holes, according to Jake. We have been told that they should be called rabbit holes. So, I don't like rabbit holes, so I'm going to stick to rabbit trails. I'm good with holes. How about trail holes? Trail heads. But that doesn't have anything to do with rabbits. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, after we uh, had our friends uh, give us some critiques and... um, their point of views and what they'd like to see with the sh- with the podcast since they're loyal listeners from episode one and on. We are going to be doing the podcast nude uh, uh, after this one. Hmm. You don't remember that critique? <laughs> Was that from Lucas? <laughs> I Probably. Think, I don't even think Lucas even listens. But he, uh, he did. Look- Apparently he listened to the first episode is what he said. Yeah. He so. said he was going to listen to the Doctor Who one too because he thought he... You thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah. But um, this is the first podcast we're coming in with uh, no papers because we're going to wing it and go off the stuff that we already know and stuff we haven't There's really There's paper researched. on the table. Oh, this this is the Doctor Who stuff from last week. This is... No, no, no. Okay. I'm just going to crumple it up and throw it somewhere. Like, just this vague direction. There we go. All right. So what we're talking about today, everybody, we are talking about music, just kind of a general topic, and then we have some fun stuff that we're just trying. Um, We have five songs that we picked out for each other to listen to. Um, We are going to discuss those, but first we're going to have just kind of a general overview of our experience with music and uh, what kind of music we like, what kind of music we usually listen to, how do we branch out, do we branch out. You know what we should also talk about is concerts, if if you've ever been to concerts. Mm. Well, I've only been to actually been to two actual concerts you pay to go to. Okay. I've been to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, that would be so amazing. When I was like, I want to say 10. Yeah. Eight or between eight and 10 with my grandma and my dad. And yeah, it was cool, but Mm -hmm. not not really a classic fan. Mm. I don't know. I, I got... We were sitting in the seats the whole time. It wasn't like a stand-up, like, right. rock-out kind of concert. No, absolutely not. But then I've also been to a uh, Midland, the Midlands con- tour. Oh, Midland, like, uh, drinking problem? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So their last stop on their tour, two-year tour was in Fort Wayne at the Clyde. Oh, okay. And we went there for my 21st birthday. How was that? It, it was fun. It was awesome. I bet. I loved it. That was probably more the concert experience that you were hoping for. Yeah, I mean... I liked it because it was small, but yet it still had that big atmospheric vibe to it. Because the Clyde's not a very big... No, no, no. Yeah, I get what you mean. But I've, I've always wanted to go to, like, the concerts out in the middle of the, like... Like the... Like Lollapalooza or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something on that scale. Yeah, where they have, like, hundreds of bands and, and stuff. And you're all sitting out on the lawn with chairs and... Everybody's doing crack. Oh, well... Well, depending on the band, it might be Mushrooms. It's kind of in between those. Yeah. yeah. For Lollapalooza, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I was going to say other, like, I'm more of a country fan, mm-hmm. but I I definitely listen to a lot of other things. Like, 
two thousands hits, like uh, anything you hear in a roller rink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Caleb described my music as roller derby, and I, I hate that he's roller, right. I wouldn't say roller, not derby. roller derby, roller skating. Yes, yeah. It's definitely chill vibes and like go with the flow, like with the beat of the music and stuff like that. That that that's what I get from your vibe from the pay, with the songs that you gave me. Mm. It's the vibe I got from it. But uh, it's nice, a nice chill, like laid back, like something you can play in the background. Or then you got some songs that are like you can jam out in the car with. Right, I would definitely agree with you for the most part. Like I think if I'm defaulting, if I don't have anything that's particularly stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, I default to uh, very chill music for the most part, um, and we'll kind of get into that. But um, just for point of reference, I've been to quite a few concerts, but very few of bands that I actively listen to. So I gotcha. I'm surprised that you have never been to like a Winter Jam or anything like that. You've never? Oh, dude. Okay, so Winter Jam was held at the Coliseum in Fort Wayne, and they had all the big hits of, of Christian music. For the year. Okay. And that concert got crazy. Like, they, you would have to get there. You would get there three hours early and still wait in line for six hours. That's how nuts it got. That's um, what I heard, because, like, my friends oh. invited me to go, but I was like, eh. I'm, even, not, I'm not a big big Christian band listening. Even to. if you don't listen to Christian music, it's still worth going to. Okay, so well, I, I didn't know that. I was also, that was more of my, my, my friends that are, like, pretty religious. Yeah. And... I was like, yeah, it's not really my thing, but you um, absolutely should go on a year that Skillet's there because they go. It seems like every other year, Skillet mm-hmm. puts on an amazing show, and yeah. it's it's not particularly Christian music, but there's like thirteen thousand to fifteen thousand people that show up. That's awesome. It's crazy, and the lines are nuts. Like they're the, you would you'd show up in the line and you wait forever, right? But you get people who are holding up signs in line. Uh, one year there was guys ha- passing out hugs to just everybody who was on the opposite <laughs> side of the line to them. Free hugs. <laughs> yeah, it was, and you get like different youth groups who go in with themes and stuff too. Oh my gosh! Which is it's it's crazy. It's it's a ton of fun if you have the opportunity to go. And it's ten bucks, right? Oh, I thought it was no. It's super cheap. Okay. Ten bucks every year. Um, it might have gone up a little bit because I haven't been since 2012, but you... Sam, that's almost 10 years ago. I know. Don't don't talk about that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to remember. Uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me at Winter Jam was my aunt took us one year as a trip, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a Christmas present because it, it happens in like late January, early February or something like that. Mm-hmm. My aunt took us, who's not religious, but she knew we really liked it, so she took us to go. And... Um, she told the cop in line at a Christian concert that she was going to rip him a new one. <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. I was laughing my ass off. It was... <laughs> so, um, yeah, I went to Winter Jam a lot. Um, Mercy Me had a thing. Mercy Me is a Christian band. Um, they had a thing that they were trying to put on that was very much like Winter Jam. I went yeah. to that a couple of years in a row. Um I've seen Mercy Me tons of times in Winter Jam. I've seen Skillet like four times. Um, But the two concerts that I've been to um, recently, well, more recently, it's still been about four years since I've been to a concert. I don't go to very many of them, um, was Daughtry, which is really cool. 
because it was definitely more of that sit down concert vibe and it was really chill and he was doing like a whole bunch of acoustic covers of his songs that's pretty neat which i love like like i don't know do, do you like daughtry yeah i've heard a couple of those. okay you probably heard the radio ones right yeah but i mean i never really like dove deep into daughtry so i wasn't allowed to watch american idol as a kid so i learned later after i started listening to daughtry that his start was on american idol Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, but so I've listened to all of his albums all the way through. Um, so I, I'm like a huge Daughtry fan, and I went to this concert, and it was just very chill. It was very like down to earth. He was talking the whole time. It was almost like, you know, like it, you know those parts of like a stand up show where they're just talking to the crowd about their city yeah. and that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. It was a lot of that, and I enjoyed that. But I know that's not the way that most people would want to do a concert. Yeah. And then I saw Reliant K four or five years ago. Um, and it was great. I love that concert. Um, I will say it was during one of those like week long Christian event things. So Mm -hmm. they were allowing outside people to come in and buy tickets for the show specifically. Mm -hmm. And then they had like a whole event that was going on throughout the whole week. And so it was the ending of that event. So there were all these people that were at this Christian camp. And this is when I was going through a whole bunch of church stuff, like, like really bad. Like I just left the church that I last went to and all that kind of stuff. And I was, I was in the crowd and I was like, these people are absolute lunatics. What the fuck is going on? Right. Um, and they, it was a particularly crazy crowd for a Christian, um, yeah, Christian concert. Cause usually they're pretty tame. Pretty tame. Like, they'll get loud, but that's about it. Um, but it was particularly crazy. And I'm sitting in the back, and I see Matt Thiessen get on stage, and I swear to you, this guy is stoned. It was fantastic. I was like, yep, it's just me and you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the only two in this crowd that really know what's going on. <laughs> and he got up there and sang a bunch of songs and stuff. He was definitely on something. It was great. Um, but he put on a really, really cool show. Um, you know... Matt Thiessen's one of those guys that really takes touring seriously, Mm -hmm. so he does something different at every single show. Just to give you that special experience. Exactly. So, um, yeah. You want to talk about maybe, like, when I talk about history with music, I feel like the music that your parents listen to or that you're surrounded by with family really has a huge impact on how on what you listen to later. It can have an impact in both ways, right? Mm-hmm. It can either be you listen to this as a kid, so now it's your main form of music as you get older, or you get so tired of it when you're a kid that you, you branch don't. off into mm-hmm. other stuff. So, like, what's your background with okay. music? So, my dad, a hundred, like, in his truck from the time I was, I would say, when I was, like, five, when he got his, his big green truck. Okay. From time I was that age, because I don't remember his old truck, but from five till I want to say high school, when I started like really riding around with him a whole lot, mm-hmm. like going a lot of places, extracurriculars, right? Uh, straight K one hundred five. Okay, yeah, the whole time country station in the so local area. That was a lot of it, and then my mom and sister used to listen to a lot of like uh, Broadway shows and like. Hip, my mom was a big like R and B in like two thousands, like that was two thousands was a great time for R and B in nineties too. Yeah, yeah. So like it was it was a great time period for her to really like and listen to growing up. Mm-hmm. So I heard a like a lot of like uh, Uncle Cracker. Um, what, what was the one that wasn't? Oh, Shaggy and mm-hmm. just a lot of just chill vibes and funny songs. And, right, right. 
Yeah, because that was, I mean, like, that was a really good time frame for those styles of music. You said your mom was into hip-hop stuff? Yeah, she used to, like, listen to, like, Salt and Pepper and, like, all, Crazy. all kinds of shit. I would not expect that out of your mom, honestly. But, dude, no. That's awesome, She'll though. get down with, like, about, just about any song. Something just cut off. What? My, this. Oh, nope, we're good. My headset just died for a second. Oh, okay. Whoops. I was like, I didn't touch anything. No, no, no. You're good. I, I was worried there for a second. This outlet's being a little picky today. Oh. And I okay. wonder. I was wondering if the roadcaster died, and I was going to be like, oh, shit. No, we're good. Continue. start over. Yeah, that would suck. Well, it's, we're only 12 minutes in. It's not that It's bad. not that bad. So continue. Um, I mean, I, I used to listen to, like, everything from... I used to listen to a lot of Pandora on the bus on the way to school, mm-hmm. or... I, I don't know. I just... Just anything. Any, I'm literally down to listen to anything. What strikes me as odd um, is it sounds like your parents are into two very different styles of music. My parents are also two very different people. Yeah. Which is ironic because like they disagree on a whole lot of things, but they come together at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, my parents are somewhat the same, actually. Um, I wouldn't say they disagree on a lot of things, but they're two like very different people in personality, but they come together to make a really good pair. I, I, w- I wouldn't say that... Let me re- rephrase it. Not necessarily disagree. They have different viewpoints okay. on a lot of different things. Right, but as, even if you have different viewpoints, like as long as you can compromise, that's yeah. really what yeah. matters, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, as long as you're communicating those viewpoints and reaching a conclusion between each other. Why are you laughing? Well, because they're both very, very, very stubborn. Yeah, yeah. You can't see the other's ways. Yep. I love them both dearly, but... Sometimes that they're they're too confident in their own beliefs to compromise and see oh. eye to eye on yeah. some things. But each to their own. Everybody's got their own opinion. Right, right. So that doesn't change my viewpoint on anything. So right, yeah, that's all that matters. Yep. Um, no, that's kind of crazy because I feel like a lot of times um, in most households, um, oh no, the crocodile is vaping. For the audio podcast listeners, Riley has put my vape up to the crocodile. So the crocodile has taken up vaping now. If you wonder what we're talking about, the crocodile, <laughs> watch the YouTube video. <laughs> um, it's Reggie. Reggie. Reginald. Reginald. Um, yeah, because usually you get um, different, the same style in a household, typically. Yeah, yeah. And that was the way it was for me. Like, um, we only listened to like 90.3, 88.3, mm-hmm. like Christian stations in our area. And that was all we listened to all day. And so that's what I grew up with. And so when I started, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy as I get, as I got older, like they brought their old genres back. So oh, I remember mm-hmm. when I was like a really, really young kid, my dad was also very much into R and B. Um, and he used to turn the R and B stations on and he'd like leave them on for us when mm-hmm. I fell asleep. So I still get, like, I have a bunch of, like, triggers from when I was younger that make me sleep. So, like, whispering does because my mom used to, like, sing very softly to us as we slept when we were really, really young. Mm -hmm. And so still to this day, soft speaking, soft singing and stuff like that, I immediately get tired. I gotcha. Um, But it's the same way with, like, R&B. It's just a very calming, no matter the topic, right? It's just kind of that sort of stop. Sir, sir, I'm already tired enough as it is. (laughs) Okay, 
All right. Sleepy, sleepy. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, I had to take the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah, I'm already tired enough. You don't need to make me more tired. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Somebody say crack. Crack? Where? The drugs. Where are they? Anyway. (laughs) um, No, but like they they got they had their own genres that they listened to. Mm -hmm. My mom's a very like love her dearly and I don't mean any offense by this but her music typically is like oldies and mm-hmm. like pop music. Mm-hmm. She still listens to Christian music to some extent. My mom is not the music person of the household. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older but not quite to like teenage years, yeah. all it was was Christian music. And then when I was getting to my teenage years, dad was starting to bring back the oldies and like we had still done some in there. Like it wasn't strictly Christian music. So like my dad loves karaoke and he would sing a bunch of like 80 songs and stuff, mm-hmm. but not the ones you expect. Like he would do songs that he could either actually sing or like he was more into like alt mm-hmm. um, 80s music. And I asked him about this later in life mm-hmm. and I was like, dad, why why did you play all these weird ones when there's such great music that came out of the eighties? Yeah. And he's like, because I listened to all of those back then and I got real sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand. Yeah, I there, get there's it. There's a lot of pop songs and stuff nowadays that like were way overplayed on the radio. Yeah. And stuff and, like, we'll be sick of like even 15 years from now. Like I, I love knee deep by uh Zach Brown band. Oh my God. I but know that was exactly played where you're going. Way too much. So much. So it's ruined it for me. Like I, I can't make it through thirty seconds of the song yep. without hit and skip. Like it's a good song. It's a great like, song. If it's on the radio, it's fine, I'll listen to it. But that's like, that's my issue with country music in general. I like country music. Like some. I don't like all of it. Mm-hmm. I, like there's some stuff that's so basic. Like they say the the like you know the jokes about the tropes of country music mm-hmm. where it's like trucks, girls, beer, and like a farm. <laughs> you see that TikTok that someone made the commenting that and then someone made a song out of it truck truck beer beer no if you want a funny one you gotta listen to bo burnham's writing a country song oh man it's amazing okay um but that's that's a joke song that's really good to listen to maybe that's a recommendation bo burnham in general (laughs) yeah bo burnham in general yeah honestly but um as i have yet to watch any of his stuff oh um so i'm gonna hot take on this one people loved inside i don't love it I think his I think his first two specials were way better, but Inside's supposed to be a period piece about COVID, like okay. lockdown and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not really supposed to be as funny as his other ones, but maybe maybe like five years from now, I'll think it's hilarious because of lockdown and all yeah. that will be behind us. But it's, it's right little, now, <laughs> it's a little too topical. It's a little too soon. Yeah, a little too soon. <laughs> too um, soon. Where what tangent was I on? <laughs> oh, but it wasn't strictly Christian music yeah, when yeah, I was a kid, yeah. but the, it was mostly. And then as I got older, it became more prevalent. It got more prevalent as I started to get more into different music. So um, in late middle school, early high school, I did a singing competition at the library. Yeah. Um, it was like an American Idol style and a whole bunch of kids from the local area got together and I was decently good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been kind of good at singing, pretty good at performing and things like that. I did like theater at church and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the critiques that they gave me, and I remember this very specifically as the point when my music starts to like branch out, mm-hmm. um, is she told me specifically as I got on stage and I sang a Toby Mac song. Don't remember which one, just remember it was a Toby Mac song. She says, you have such a great singing voice and you have such a great performance 
but I feel like you're limiting yourself because all you perform is Christian music. And I kind of took that to heart at the time and I started branching out and it was rough getting started to branch out because I had no idea where to go. Right. Mm -hmm. All I knew were these couple 80 songs my dad sang and I didn't really know where else to go. So you want to know where I started? Take a, take a wild guess into the dark. Think where I started. Think a kid who doesn't know anything outside of Christian music. Where does he go? Oldies? No. Alt? No. Guess an artist. You have one guess. Uh, Green Day? Taylor Swift. <laughs> Where's your sound effects? <laughs> you, you what? <laughs> yes, we go, go, go boom. boom. <laughs> yeah, I started... One of the first things, because I had happened to listen to Romeo and Juliet. That no, was a really popular one. No, this I started listening to Taylor Swift when her third album came out. Speak Now, I think it is. I still know way too much about early Taylor Swift albums. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Taylor Swift is a great artist, but there was a stereotype for Taylor Swift at, especially at the time, that it was for like young teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely get, didn't get myself in good light with my friends at the time. I gotcha. Which, you know, stereotypes shouldn't exist. Listen to whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I started. And then, weirdly enough, I broke into Eric Church from there. I guess it was more that I was just swinging into country, because Taylor Swift was definitely country at the time. Yeah. Um, but I was early enough that I bought Red when it came out. Like, I bought the album immediately. I gotcha. Which was a actually a really good album. Um. Red has a song, I should have had you listen to that one, The Last Time, and they did it with the lead singer from Snow Patrol. We could pull it up. That song is fantastic. Pull it up real quick, and I'll, I'll get the sound going. We'll just play it in the background while we're talking. But yeah, I got into uh, Eric Church. Springsteen by Eric Church is still one of my favorite songs to this day. Yeah. I love that song. Oh, it's what's, so what's good. What's it called again? Rhett? It's no. called The Last Time by Taylor Swift. Uh, featuring uh, Gary Lightbody? Yes, that's right. Let me know when it's playing. Um, but um, as we get these technical things out of the way. Um, go ahead. Should be turning up here. Yep, there we go. Okay, so as we're we're, we're getting into this realm, ooh, excuse me, um, Taylor Swift, Eric Church, and I think I was swinging country because country it has the most parallels with Christian music. It's very. It's very God-oriented and a very well, like family-based. It isn't like, even the God-oriented. It's more the. The melodies that they use, the harmonies are very mm-hmm. soft. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. Christian music, is all upbeat. Like there's very few songs that come out that use minor keys. And while there's more country music that uses minor keys, most of it is very easy to listen to. It's very mm-hmm. light. It's very, um, it, it you know, it has a more of a positive aspect to it. Um, God, I love this song so much. It's so good. Have you ever heard it before? The way to the cor- for me to hit the- for the chorus, yeah, that's I, fair. I can't if I haven't heard it in a while. I need the chorus to. This is the last time I'm asking you this. 
Nope. You need to listen to this one. It's super, okay. super good. Um, but I think that's why I've stayed chill vibes as my default. It's just my basis in... Between country and, and Christian. And Christian music starting out. And, and I started to branch out from there. There was a very... So I think this is right around 2013, 2014 when this is starting to happen. And there was a very weird curve in pop music at the time in yeah. 2014 where these alt-British bands were on the radio. And that's when I started listening to like normal radio stations just to listen to like the more popular songs and whatnot. Like, uh, like so what? I sent you I sent you a song by one of them. Which was? Uh, if You're Too Shy, Let Me Know. It was by a, the 1975. Okay. Um, they had a song called uh, Chocolate that came out that year. There was another one by 1975, and I know what it is, and I can't remember it. Um, their biggest ones are Chocolate, Girls, Robbers, and You're Too Shy. I thought the 1975 put out like another really big hit. Like, I don't think so. So the other band that was also out at the time is Bastille, and I almost sent you a song by Bastille as well. I, I know Bastille. Bastille has that song called Pompeii. You said the 1975? The 1975, yeah. So Pompeii is still one of my favorite songs to this day, but Bastille I did not get back into until recently. Oh my goodness. They are so good. They have a song called Surviving, and I almost put it on the list. Um, but that is, it's a a great song. The 1975, most people don't know. It's not a popular band. And what I was going to go into a tangent of is this started my realm into alt music. So I don't listen to... I do listen to some popular artists. I'm not against listening to pop because there is a reason it's popular, right? Like, even Maroon 5 now, while a lot of people say it's worse than what it used to be, and I agree it is, it's still incredibly easy to listen to. They're very catchy songs. Dude, well, oh, Beautiful Mistakes has been stuck in my head all week. Misery was my number one song I listened to in middle school. Oh, Misery is great. Um, songs about Jane and oh, um, dude. Overexposed are two Sunday amazing. morning, bro. Sunday morning. Oh, I'm putting that on. Uh, I can't help it. <laughs> um, what was the other one on that album that's really good? Oh, shoot. It's, I'm blanking on it. Beauty queen of only 18. She... Had some tr- I can't. Why am I blanking on this song? I love that song though. She will be loved. That's yes. What it is. She will be loved is amazing. Songs about Jane is such a good album. Um. Also, another thing that goes into my music style, um, I like to listen to full albums. So Ed Sheeran had the album Divide that came Songs out. Songs about Jane was just my like my favorite. It's so Martin good. Album. Um. But that comes from I didn't have radio or internet options as far as music goes or i didn't use them or whatever so i had whole cds even into like the late 10s i had whole cds of albums and stuff like that i still have them and i used to listen to full albums all the way through and um so even to this day if i like a song enough i will listen to the entire album um and buy them so i gotcha gotcha um yeah, so my my music style just went everywhere. You know, you, we had that boom in 2014 of, like, weird alt hits that ended up on the radio, which led me into leading, like, songs like, or um, artists like Cake and um, Two-Door Cinema Club and Foster the People. Foster the People's got more popular over time, but they definitely were way alt when they first started. Yeah. Um, and then there was a point in 2014... I think it was like an X of mine or something like that. Got me into Fallout Boy, which led me down a deep rabbit trail of just emo music, where it's like Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance, Panic <laughs> at the Disco, Paramore. 
Um, I definitely be- listen to all of those bands. One hundred percent, they're fantastic. That your your uh, eighth grade to sophomore year was just. I was into this stuff late high school. This this I'm saying this is a norm like for me normally, not growing up with listen, listening to like. I feel like you had a really late start to listening. To I music. did one hundred percent. Most people my age, I feel like, like this all the stuff coming out was like our eighth grade to. Even six, like all of middle school, mm-hmm. up to like our sophomore year, and I would agree. I would agree with you to the point so far that there's still songs that most people know that I'm still discovering for the first time. Gotcha. So it still happens to me all the time. Like just recently, I started getting into um, '80s rock, like AC/DC and um, Motley Crue and stuff like that. Just recently, like this year. Um, cause my dad ha- hated that stuff because he I listened to it too much. Yeah. Um, so I just got into that and I just got into hip hop this year. Like I listened to almost none of it. I knew a couple post Malone songs and a couple Eminem songs and that was it. Oh man, man. Hip hop. It slaps. It's you tell so me a good. genre and I will pick some songs for you to listen. Yeah. To. Yeah. I, um, I, and you know, I started with like new hip hop, but I've gone back a little bit. Tupac is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I I had this like really late start, but I boomed with it. Like, I listened to literally everything. There's a, there's an artist called um, Saint Paul and the Broken Bones that I listen to quite often. That's a jazz band or like a jazz slash blues band. So good. Um, but yeah, I listen to everything all over the place. I also love musicals, so um, I do know a lot of like those show tunes and stuff like that. I gotcha. Um, was there ever a point that you like broke away or, um, I want to say, what do you mean by broke away? Like, like broke away from what you, your parents listened to and kind of started to develop your own personal style. I want to say probably Okay. So from third grade through seventh grade, I went to a charter school. And we all kind of listen to the same things. Oh, okay. But when I went back to public school after that, so eighth grade, eighth grade, I really started branching off and listening to different things. Okay. So, like, I really got into, like, all those emo brands that you were talking about. Yeah. Like My Chemical Romance and, like, all that kind of stuff. Cause Did you get into, like, pop punk stuff, too? Like, Blink-182 and Paramore? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I still listen to a lot of oh, that 100%. Stuff. They're um, still great songs. But, uh... I say right, yeah. At, like when I that was like when I first started getting us like I got a smartphone. I want to say freshman year maybe. Okay, and that's when I really started. I didn't get one until I was seventeen. Till I started working and I could pay for it myself. And my dad's like, "I'm not going to pay for your smartphone." And I'm like, "Fine, I'll do it." <laughs> well, I mean, uh we we got like limited plans like family plans right 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 well that's but, what was the common at the time like really mm-hmm. only the more recent years that unlimited, it, that unlimited was as cheap as it is yeah because like unlimited in the past maybe like 10 years has been an option mm-hmm. but, but it, was it was it was crazy expensive and you would really only do it if it was either just you or you had some sort of need for it like work or something like that so like when the first, I think when AT and T first offered unlimited was when they did the AT and T Direct TV combo. Yeah, and we did it for a month just to get the unlimited unlimited data. How and much we, did you use? Like I used to be like, like I want to say freshman year, or uh, like or this was what 
eight years ago. Yeah. I was uh I was limiting myself at three gigs a month. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't have home internet. Oh shoot. Yeah. So we didn't have to... home internet until well, until we did that direct T V thing. Yeah. Or yeah. We went for like Frontier. Mm-hmm. And uh we got that I wanna say when I was like a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So like a year later. We got that, and we moved up to, even then, we didn't do the full unlimited. We just got internet at the house, so that was a, a big step there. Right. To being able to listen to music at home outside of, like, CDs. CDs and radio. And the yeah. radio. Because I used to have a radio in my room and play it all the time. Right. Like it, I wasn't allowed to have TVs in my room, so I definitely had a radio. But it was definitely literally on from sixth grade till I was a senior in high school. Wow. And never shut off. Wow. It was just an antique little, like, turntable style. Yeah, I love those. A Zenith radio. Yep, yep. I know exactly the ones you're talking about. With the big-ass knobs, and you got to fiddle with yep. it just to get the just right tune. Uh-huh. It was beautiful. I, I had one of those, too. It was like an old-branded Pepsi one. Gotcha. Um, no, that's cool. That's that's pretty close to what I did. Um, we definitely... we ha- So, my dad's always been a programmer mm-hmm. um, my whole life, and we we've had internet at our house always. But I never used it for music. I had very limited time on the computer, but I'd sneak away to do other things, most of the time, like gaming and stuff like that, like to play Minecraft. Maybe it was. Okay. I want to say... I I don't know when we got... Okay. We didn't get, like, an actual router, I would say, but we had, like, one of those, like, little jetpack plans. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Where it's, like, DSL. No, like like, it had, like, its own, like, little data... Like, you know what the Verizon jetpack yeah, is? Yeah, okay. It's like a little it, cube that right. just brings internet. It uses a cell signal to bring data. So it's kind of like the precursor to, like, Wi-Fi hotspots. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Yep, it, I know it, what it you're was talking a, about. It, that's what it, I couldn't think of. Yeah. It was a Wi-Fi hotspot that we had. Jeez. For my dad's work. We actually, so, like, as, as now, like, I sheltered that, as I was as a kid, we had a strange amount of techno- technological advances. Like, we were one of the first... People, I think we got like beta access to Netflix's instant service, like like streaming. Yeah, streaming service. So we've had Netflix. My dad's Netflix streaming account is almost as old as Netflix streaming has existed. When did Netflix start streaming? Uh, like two thousand eight, I think. I want to say we got it maybe because I remember maybe the... in twenty fifteen. Wow. We haven't... Before that, it was Family Video every Friday night. Yeah. We still went to Family Video a lot. Um, it's a shame that I, it closed. I mean, it had to happen at some point, right? It's Technology... The one in Fort Wayne still open. Really? The, the one next to Little Caesars? Yep. Right there on Goshen okay. and uh, Interesting. by the zoo. I didn't know that one was still open. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know. It, it, it had to happen at some point, right? Because technology it, moved... And everybody's using streaming services, and and there are still people who buy DVDs, like enough for stores to still stock mm-hmm. them, but it's not enough for a place like Family Video mm-hmm. to stay in business, where they buy hundreds of the same DVD, and they're, then, they're buying like five or six of each, who, if, wh- like to put on the shelves. Oh, right, right, right. Or maybe yeah. like twenty to keep for a couple months. Right, exactly, and then they sell them later. Unless they, well, then they'll get like the display of like maybe a hundred and fifty copies. Right. For, like, the news that come out for people who want hard copies. Right. But I, I used to straight up buy DVDs from Family Video all the time. It's how I was frugal with buying DVDs. Mm-hmm. It's about how I have such a collection now. I gotcha. Is my, I would just buy them whenever they started going on sale. Like, we have literally a cabinet the size of my cupboard 
filled with VHSs. Oh no. We had so like we had an entertainment center and it had like a whole like bookshelf on the side for your DVDs mm-hmm. and VHSs. We had them double stacked in and like each shelf was filled all the way out to the max and then we did uh I think to save space we had like a CD holder for all of our DVDs. That's crazy. So you didn't have very many DVDs. We didn't have any streaming services. Services. Yeah. So I didn't have any no uh, streaming services. My mom, so funny story about VHSs. Yeah. We had a lot, and we still have a lot. My oh. parents do. Um, but we haven't had a VHS player pretty much since we got Netflix. We also haven't had cable. We were one of the first adopters of Cut the Cable. We never really had cable. We had it when I was really young, and we had a brief period of like one month. I have a whole cable story. If we have... I'm checking to see if we have time to talk about it because it's really fucking funny. We we still haven't even talked about the songs. We've I know. Listened to. I don't think it's going to take very long. Oh, yeah, true. Um. So funny story about cable. So when I was a kid, I really wanted to watch Cartoon Network. Dude, Cartoon Network back in the day was the shit. Was the shit, right? And so I really wanted to watch Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Didn't come with our plan. We had Nick, and Nick should have been good enough because Nick had some good shit then too. Like SpongeBob was still like an active thing, not just like how they make it in like four episode chunks per year now. Yeah, um, and it was still good back then. And uh, I really wanted Cartoon Network. I was a tech savvy kid, and it annoyed the crap out of my parents all the time yeah. because I figured out how to order channels on their account. Oh, and so no. I ordered channels on their account, and it ended up to an extra twenty dollars a month. It was like, I think it ended up being an extra, uh, like, 100 channels or something like that. It had some titty channels. Mom, man. (laughs) That was, I legitimately got it for Cartoon Network. Didn't know any of the other channels that came out for it. I gotcha. Um, And so, to hide it from my parents, I figured out how coax cables worked. I was maybe, like... 12 at the time so i didn't mm-hmm. really know how coax cables worked before this whole incident mm-hmm. and i figured out how they worked and i got a little tv down to the basement and was watching all the cartoon <laughs> network shows right yeah and so i got super guilty about it super super guilty i am a terrible liar still to this day mm-hmm. um and i can't hold stuff in at least at least as far as like lying and like doing things behind people's backs and things yeah. like that and so i got super guilty about it and um i was like we were. I remember very specifically we were in Big R, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, Dad, what would happen if uh, if somebody ordered extra channels on our account?" And he said, "Well, I'd probably get rid of the cable." And uh, sure enough, of course, he knows why I'm asking because I'm not subtle. <laughs> and he uh, he checks and he's like, "You ordered channels, didn't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And so um, he didn't get rid of the cable right away, but we did get rid of it. Not shortly after, maybe like six to eight months afterwards, because we got Netflix at that point, okay. and so it made more sense to get rid of the cable. Yeah. Um, but I was banned from so many things for a full year. I could not touch the remote. I could not choose the channel. Um, at a certain point, it was so bad. I was in trouble so badly that I got all of my like Legos taken away and stuff. I was in trouble for a f- pretty much a full year because like I would do things to make it worse where the punishment would get less and less and less. And then I would do things to make it worse. And then they'd slap an extra thing on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So that's the time I ordered random cable channels just so I could watch Cartoon Network. Daddies. Huh? Man, daddies. Yeah. I didn't find that out until very shortly before I got too guilty. <laughs> so I only got to uh, take advantage of that maybe two or three times. 
Dang it. I know. The main reason we didn't really had a push for one in cable was A, it was expensive, and B, we always went over to my grandparents' house like every Friday night for dinner. And they had and cable. Played video, and, play, and played like board games and card games and stuff. Right. And uh, they had cable. Okay. So like they right before dinner, we'd come over like 5, 6 o'clock and... We'd watch Discovery Channel and like yeah. the kids, us kids would go over in the other room and watch Disney Channel and Nick mm-hmm. and all that. Were you a PBS kid at home? Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Saturday mornings. Yep. Saturday morning PBS. Cyber Chase was yes. the shit. Yes. Uh, what was the What was the show about the Revolutionary War? I don't know. I don't. You know the one I'm that. talking about no. though. Oh, you don't? I have to see it. Liberty but. Kids. That's what it was. Liberty Kids was the shit. Um. Well, was, obviously, Dragon Cyber, Tales. Dragon Tales. Uh, Zabumafu. Zabumafu was great. That, that was a good one. Uh, I, I watched a lot of Reading Rainbow. And, yeah, uh, Reading Rainbow. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. My mom watched a ton of Sewing with Nancy. You know what's crazy, though? What? For as much as I love Bob Ross now, we never watched it when I was younger. Yeah. And we, it was on PBS. Yeah. Never watched it. I only started watching it within the last two years. I feel like as kids, we never really appreciated. That's also true. We did not appreciate Bob Ross or Mr. Rogers enough as kids. True. True. We should get back on the music topic. <laughs> we should We should, We should. should swing back. Hey, Jake, that's your... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's your rabbit hole. Okay. Um, so, what we have going on is Riley has all of the music on his phone, so I'm going to cue him to play the next song. Um, so, what I'll have you do is play one song from my list and one song from your list. So we'll play the one from my list, and then we'll play the one from your list. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm mixing them up now. But you don't have to mix them up. No, just... no, no, I'm putting them in, like, mine, yours, mine, yours, mine. Oh, okay, you're mixing them up like that. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll cover while he does that. But we're going to talk about ten different songs. Each of us picked five. And we're just going to kind of go over how we feel about them, what we can tell about the person's style from that, uh, maybe some history or background. Um, on the songs, if we have any information, there's a couple of yours that I actually knew more about than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that. And then, um, so our, our goal here was to just kind of pick songs, um, that the other hasn't heard or like hasn't heard in a while or like something that was just a thought process, like something to think about. Um, and I, I liked it a lot. Like. I tried really hard to think. I was like, I know Sam knows a lot of music. I, I do know a lot and of I music. And I tried picking stuff that I think he hadn't really heard yet or hadn't been exposed to. And I think for next time we do this, maybe in another episode or two, because I don't want to do this like every episode. Right. So like maybe in two or three episodes we'll do this again. But I think we'll go, I'll have uh, him tell me a, a genre. Oh, okay. That you want me to go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And songs that I know. Because, like, half the stuff you said, I was like, well, I didn't know you didn't know that. And Oh, yeah. And, like, stuff you haven't really gotten into, like... Uh, like, hip-hop and R&B, I don't know that oh, much about. Oh, dude. Okay. I got you next Um. Time. So, another thing we could do, just as... We can, like, let us know. Like, leave comments. Leave us a review. Let us know. Or in person. If, if you, you know like this. Because what we can do is either make it a, a full topic for... Like every so often we do a full topic of it where we do like five songs yeah. or we can make it a segment at the end of every episode where we pick a song a week. I gotcha. And, and this, 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 uh, this playlist will post on, I, that's what I was going to say. What we'll do is we'll make it so everybody can listen to the playlist. And as we do this segment more, the playlist will get longer and longer. 
that or we can do a playlist for each episode we talk about it. We can do that. We so, could do both, honestly. Yeah. Well, so we can, we can do like an ADHD ultimate playlist, which is everything. Yeah. And then we'll do one like these are the ones we talked about in this episode. Right. Ah! So I'm and sorry. then maybe we can like. I'm sorry, Reggie. Reggie, okay. no, it's okay, Reggie. And then maybe we can like prep that ahead of time so yeah. everybody else in the audience can like listen to um, over the week before the episode comes out. And we'll give you like a heads up the episode before. Right, like, exactly. So like, we'll post it on like socials and stuff like that so everybody can follow. Or we talk about like at the end of the episode before. So like as we end the episode, hey, we picked out our songs for this next week that we're going to talk about next week. Here's what you can listen to. This is Love what that. we're going to listen to. Love that. And uh, we'll leave a link for that stuff. Yep. So the first one up on the list is Painkiller by Rule. All right. I'm excited for this uh, one. This is what he uh, put on. I picked this one. This is my favorite out of his list that he gave me. I'm going to turn it up a little bit, and then we'll discuss it. Oh, I I turned it down on my phone because it it was loud when we were talking earlier. So I'm going to turn it up some. I got front row seats for the parkside living fit like the one, but I'm one in a million teenage cynical. And I don't. So, what it is it about Painkiller that you like so much? I don't know. It's, when he hits the chorus, it just hits different, bro. It does. It does. It just it like makes you like think about the person that really makes you like. Makes you really like appreciate and like. Right, just just listen to it for a second. Like, I'll tell you when it when it comes to me. It's right there, isn't it? Just makes you think of like the all your friends that give you like those happy vibes and like, like you're the reason I keep going. Like, yeah, give yeah. you those like when the, the the dark day like this is like you're in the dark days and you're like shit's like man this really fucking sucks like life sucks right now like one of those times is like my bank account's empty I'm sitting here eating ramen and I'm like what the fuck is going on with my life and you hear this song and it makes you think of your friends like it makes me think about back to like the Saturday nights or mm-hmm. the days up here going yep. when like we're out on the lake we're tubing we're having a good time. Or like even 4th of July when we had that drinking game going. Yeah, like, yeah. It's shit like that that keeps you going. It's, it's like, a painkiller, right? Like it's a it's it, a moment that... It, it, it's like a mental reserve of endorphins that you release when you think about that. Yep. It gives you those good vibes, that instant little boost of like, hey, shit's not bad. It will get better. You could always be in a worse situation. I think for me, and you can check in the lyrics... Uh, in the first verse, what really hits me is that line where he's like, I miss you, but I'd rather be alone. And as somebody who um, is both introverted and extroverted, I get like that line hit me so hard. I miss you, but I'd rather be alone. Yeah. Yeah. That That's what hooks me to this song for the first time. The first time a, I heard it. That's a really good line. It's such a powerful line. And that's what I love about Rule in general is his like word construction is very meaningful. Like everything that he he writes means something, right? Um, there's another band that's quite uh, another artist that's quite similar to him that yeah. you would actually probably like is uh, Char- or Quinn ninety two. 
who is very similar. Very similar beats and everything, very chill vibes. A little bit more lively than Rule. Rule kind of sits more towards like the mellow, maybe even like depressing in some instances. But Quinn 92 has a very similar structure to his songs. Um, very well written and things like that. These, okay, these songs are kind of like my favorite. Just that that constant like rhythm and harmony and mm-hmm. like the I really I want to say vibe but like I really really appreciate the songs that are like almost like a almost like a like a harmonic um melody to them where like almost like where you almost have like a choir in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I never The instruments church, so almost like, are a choir in these songs, right? Like they're they're almost not even doing their own thing. They're adding and attributing to the lyrics. Yeah. 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 All right. The the next song is one of mine. I, I got the pause on this. I don't think it's working. You can try it. No, but... no, no. I turned it down. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I slid it off as I heard the song go down. So. Okay. And I paused it as it was ending. Okay. okay. Perfect. So the next song is uh, Brother by Need to Breathe featuring Gavin DeGraw. I was a huge Gavin, Gavin DeGraw fan. Oh, dude. I know. Not uh, over you. You know? Oh, dude. Um, another one, I was really, really into John Mayer. Very similar artist. Yes. Yeah. But Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, favorite song. Yep. Yeah. John Mayer, Gavin DeGraw. There, um, I forget which one's that. Gavin DeGraw had another one that was really popular. What was that one? Not Honey, I'm Good. It was before that. No, no, no. Honey, I'm Good is not Gavin DeGraw. That's uh, uh Andy Grammer. Oh, am I getting them mixed up? Yes. Gavin Not Over is, You is Gavin DeGraw. Gavin DeGraw is, uh, hang on. I'll, I'll play this. Yeah, put go, this on. Go ahead. Yep. I love this song. Just the vibe behind it. It's just... It's kind of the same vibe as Painkiller. And that's why yeah, I put it second. Yeah, but in a like, different way. It, it, okay, so this is more of like a... I got your back no matter what through everything. It's, it's more of the vibe in this. And like that really hits home for me. Because like, that's how I am with a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. like, like growing up, I didn't grow up around a lot of people who lived by me. Mm-hmm. So like, it was me at home all the time. Right. And, like, Boy Scouts was a big thing for me. So that was, like, my family. Right. Outside of my actual family. That was your social. That was my social with Scouts. And that was once a week. Yep. So, like, hearing that, it, it was, like, that's why I'm so, because, like, I know what it's like to just sit there alone and yeah. have nobody to talk to. I know what it's like. Yep. It fucking sucks. Yep, it sure does. Like, especially after my neighbor, the neighbor girls moved away when we were, like, first second grade mm-hmm. and i really didn't because like they come home for the summer sometimes but like we like growing up we were like best friends it was the neighbor the one girl was older than me then it was me then the neighbor girl's younger sister then my sister so mm-hmm. we were all within like four years of each other right and it was oh, it was awesome yep yep we actually i'm kind of the opposite of that we didn't really have any i didn't really have any um friends when i was younger Mm-hmm. But as I got older, um, our neighbors, which I'm still friends with to this day, like 12 years later, mm. moved in. 
and we would hang out like every day. Like, I mean, like they're still my parents. I mean, that, that's kind of like, kinda like uh, Kyle, Jake, and Caleb. They all grew up right down three, yep. all next three to houses each other. down, exactly like that. Yep. And like that, that's that's the vibe. I like. So I grew up without having a whole lot of extra friends, mm. and like it really hit me hard. And like, I want to say sixth grade. It was like my 13th birthday or something, so I could watch PG-13 movies and shit. Right. And my best friend was a girl, and who actually just got married, by the way. Uh, Beth Lester. Anyways, um, she was asking me, who, who, like, who's your list of your, like, 10 favorite friends? And, like, I put my best friend Cameron, which mm-hmm. uh, we've been best friends since birth. Like, we okay. were, like, raised together like brothers. Oh, gotcha. Yep. And then... Every single other person was was a girl that I went to school with. Right. Granted, half of them were girls that I liked, but half of them liked, <laughs> but I didn't really have any too many guy friends, and it kind of right. sucked. Yep. I'm still that way. Like I, I have just as many girlfriends, girlfriends with the space in the middle, mm-hmm. middle being the friend zone. <laughs> she, she has a girl who is my friend. <laughs> yes, that that one, and then um, just as many guy friends. There was a point in my life where I had like 85 percent girl girls. That that's are, how are that's how I was. And it really, because, like, when she asked me, it was a, uh, it was, we were at school, and, like, I thought, like, she was talking about friends in school, mm-hmm. and then my mom invited all the people on that list. Really? To my 13th birthday. It was a surprise party. I didn't know it. Uh-huh. And they rented a big-ass, like, 75-inch tube TV. Dude. And, like, so we watched movies. They're all PG thirteen, but right. my mom went from the eighties PG thirteen. Oh, so like the rated R nowadays. Right, right, right. So you're talking like um, Terminator and sixteen candles. Yeah, Christmas vacations actually rated PG thirteen. Definitely should be rated R, and just like, from some of the content. You know how awkward it is when they show the shower scene, the shower scene when it's just a girl in the shower, when I'm surrounded by girls and I'm like, me and my buddy are the only dudes. And we're just staring at booze for a solid two minutes. <laughs> you know how awkward that was. <laughs> and mom's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a little late now. It's like that scene in Airplane where it just like... It, My face was this red. Uh, oh, okay. I got like, you. Like whenever I got embarrassed, like even to this day, I still turn a shade of red. Very similar to the I cup bring- that he's holding if you guys watch the YouTube video. I, like, I, I am a redneck. Yeah. And... I turn red whenever I get flustered. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's move on to the next one. I'm excited about this one because there's a cool story behind this. All right, this is a... Uh... Sorry. Oh, d- d- side note, side note. Gavin DeGraw, his more famous ones was I Don't Want to Be. Yes, okay. And Soldier. Soldier is great. Oh, my goodness, I love not, Soldier. No, you were right. Not Over You is one of his. Yeah, yeah. I remember performing that one in the uh, competition I was telling you about. Oh, not okay. Over You. Yeah. Because Gavin DeGraw is a... He borders on Christian music. He He's a Christian guy, but he's not a Christian artist, if that makes sense. So, like, he's he doesn't got, specifically he's got the sing... Of, of Christian music, but not in Right. He doesn't specifically sing Christian music, right? Which is why yeah. he does that with Need to Breathe, who is a Christian artist. Dude, just a shout-out to YouTube Music for, like... Their most played songs are top and like rates them on their number one songs. Yeah. So you got like this whole list of how, what people like listen to. Oh right, right, right. Uh, what was another one? Finest Hour is a really good one by Gavin. Yeah, Carroll. very much. I've listened to that whole album. I've listened to 
the one with the heart on it. It's been a long time. Yeah. My uh, Gavin DeGraw phase was a long time ago. She Sets the City on Fire or... Oh, She Sets the City on Fire. So good. Another one that he listened... He, a newer one was just Fire by Gavin DeGraw. Yeah. Have you heard that one? Um, I don't think so. I haven't listened to any newer stuff. I'm going to play it just real quick so you can hear a snippet of it. Okay. Go away. Hang on. Technical difficulties. Go ahead. You that like that violin, that violin got me. God, I love Gavin DeGraw. All right, we got to get going. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. So the next song is uh, "Graffiti" by is that Churches? Churches, yep. Okay, because they got a V where the U is. So I just want to they make sure they just the reason they did that, and I'll get into more of Churches past. Um, the reason that they did the V instead of the U is when you're searching it. If you type in Churches on Google. You'll get churches in your area. churches in your area that show up. So they just wanted to like distance themselves from that. Yeah. Okay, your song's playing. Are you want to restart it? No, no, no. perfect. So Churches is a band that I found by the podcast that actually inspired me for ADHD Pizza. Um, the recommendation podcast I listened to called Wonderful. Um, it's hosted by Griffin McElroy and his wife. And they talked about Churches and their backstory. And Churches has such an interesting backstory. So they're a Swedish band, which I do not think you would assume because her English is very good. Yeah. Um, and so the, the history of the band is they were in high school. Or just out of high school, I think. And they were looking for a sound for their band. Mm -hmm. They knew they wanted to make something, but they weren't sure what. Um, And they tried a bunch of synthesizers, and they really weren't vibing with any of them. They tried acoustics, and it wasn't really what they wanted either. They didn't want to be basic. So what they did is during the search, they went to a garage sale. And they found these 80s synth boards at a garage Mm -hmm. sale. And they picked them up for whatever cheap price and brought them home. And started playing around with them? It started playing around with them, and it was the perfect sound. So to this day, they still use 80s synth, like, partially analog. some of them still have the same ones? I don't don't know if that's the case. Um, They may may have switched up, because, like, they were definitely, like, cheaper ones when they first started, but they've probably gone to, like, more expensive ones as time goes on. But still from that 80s era. Correct. Yep, they still use 80s synths, and that's what creates this very unique sound and they blended a little bit, but this her sounds like Q. Her voice is so yeah. Actually, it does. I think Q would really like. I this. I, I think Q actually knows about this band. Okay. Um, uh, Quinn is a friend of ours. I am QT on Instagram. He used to do song a day kind of stuff. He's into like hyper pop. Um, this is kind of like a precursor to hyper pop. They've been around for a while. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, you would not assume it's a Swedish band, and they they're just very unique and i really yeah. like her Her, she's so good like her voice is amazing I, I will say there is a lot of foreign bands that sing like they can have the most broken english to talk about mm-hmm. but when they sing it's a different part it's of their, perfect. their mind yeah like like some people who it like is literally a different speak, part of their mind it's a different part of your brain a whole different like section and a lot of people learn how to sing and play music and everything with english bands 
Yeah, very much so. Like there was this thing I saw this uh, TikTok the other day of someone on American Idol, and he's like, "I'm from so and so." It's like where that the middle of the Polynesian mountains. This dude came from, mm-hmm. and sounds exactly like Elvis. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it wasn't Elvis. It was a uh, no, no, no. Sorry, not Polynesian. The Malaysian like con- country, yeah, yeah. like middle of nowhere, like some like a island of like a population of like maybe three hundred people, right? And he he sounds exactly like Bob Marley. What? Yes, Bob. Oh, no, no, Bob no, no, Marley's so no, much no, crazier no, no, than no, Elvis. No, no. Oh, who's the guitar player back in that day? That era. Uh, uh, um. Oh, I don't know. You've lost me. He got shot. The only guitar player that it comes to mind is Satana right now. No, I can't think of it. Um. Not Bob's. No. I can't. It'll come back to me, but like it was like perfect. But it just came from a weird place and came just, out of nowhere. And like, yeah, he's his his English was pretty broken when he was talking to the judges, but then he played, and he sounded exactly like this one like super famous. I can't think of his That's name. That's crazy. Right now. Was, That's awesome though. He was a really really good popular guitar player back in like the seventies and eighties. Can't. Uh, I mean, you got like, I don't know. I got I'll, nothing. I'll look it up while we while we, uh, while we play the next song. Or do, so, you, or do you want to keep going on churches? Let me. No, no, no. That's all I had to say on churches. Let me pitch an idea to you. Okay. Let's do part two next week. To finish these songs? Yeah. Because oh, no, we're no, already no. at an hour. Yeah, we're at an hour. So let's do one more song of yours just to kind of finish up. And we will finish this up in our first topic next week. <laughs> what are we on? Oh, man. I don't know. We only played one of each. We what? We only played. Oh, you said the second one of. Oh, I play whatever know, song I, you want. I, I don't know. That's the thing is like I know. I, okay, I like uh, so I like country a lot, and I like old country a lot too. So like Waylon Jennings and and uh, Willie Nelson's a really good. Willie Nelson's too. great. You know Willie Nelson wrote a lot of songs for everybody back in the day. Yep. And he only like started pl- like playing and lit and like becoming a performer t- in his later life. You know, um, it's very much the same case with Rob Thomas. The lead singer of Matchbox Twenty, okay, and Matt Thiessen from Reliant K. I gotcha. They I both gotcha. they both wrote a whole lot more than they sang. All right, so I'm gonna play this next song. It's called "Sleeping on the Blacktop" by Coulter Wall. Coulter Walls are really, he's got that old style, but with the new beat. Um, if this is the song that I think it is, I have something specific to say about it. Um, one thing that I'll say before we get started. Um, we will make this playlist public and I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. So you guys can listen for the rest of the week. You can listen to every song on here in this playlist and, um, and I'll, I'll make sure we rearrange it with the songs that we went through. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I was going to, I was going to put them in order what we talked about so they can listen. To oh, that. and then they, they could listen to part two closer to next week. Yeah. When like, we're going like, to close the ones we talked about. Or, however, however you want to do it. It doesn't we'll really matter. Like it yeah. It's, it's fine. I mean, everyone's going to shuffle it anyway. So, but yeah, we will leave this open so you guys can listen to the songs, give us your feedback, what you guys want to listen to. And then we'll talk about this next week. Gotcha. All right. You, you ready? Then he comes in with the... Oh, dude. It's good shit to listen to 
while you're working. This is like late night car vibes to me. He's got that rasp of like almost like a like a cash or a another older country. I singer. straight up this hit me with Johnny Cash vibes so hard. That's like this sounds so similar. I know his voice is so close. This song is just. Oh, I gotta turn love, it for this next part. I love the vibe of this song. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I meant, switched I'm, over to Gavin. <laughs> no, I meant, I was trying to go back so I could look up a Johnny Cash song to tell you how similar they are. Oh right, right, right. Um, yeah, this song hit me with so many Johnny Cash vibes, and I've been listening to Johnny Cash a little bit more. Um, I never really got into old country because, like, I kind of picked up where I started in about 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. And I've gone back, but I haven't really like. I haven't really listened to a whole lot of it, but um, since our road trip, uh, I've been listening to a ton of Johnny Cash just because we listened to a this lot. This is Johnny of Cash when he got older, so like newer. Right, 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 but right. Listen to the same way he talked. I hurt myself uh, today. I don't know. This is a great example because this is very similar. It doesn't have as many instruments, but the voice is so close. I focus on the this is. I'm gonna play "Walk the Line." That's that's oh, a way okay. closer. This is another really, like, I could listen to Cash all day long. This kind of reminds me, so on the Bob Ross YouTube channel, yeah. they've been doing something called Keep the Dream Alive, which is a new Bob Ross instructor doing the same thing that Bob Ross did. Um, and it's really cool because it feels like a, a modeling, uh, like, like he models after Bob Ross but doesn't do exactly the same thing. And so it just feels like an HD remake. And so listening to, um, what was the song, song called again that we're talking about? What, the, the song I picked? Yeah, the song you picked. Sleeping on the Blacktop? Yeah, we're like right here. Yeah. Um, so this song feels a lot like that. Like it feels like a refresh, like a modern HD refresh of Johnny Cash. It, it really does. Yeah. I mean, it sounds... Man, it's, it's such a good song. I love this song. It's it's on my car playlist, like when I'm driving. This one is. Yeah, I put it. Did on you know car. this before? No, no, no. So, no, no. You I gotta listen it. to more Coulter Wall. Coulter Wall is really good. Yeah, I love this song. Another good one by him is uh, Johnny Boy's Bone, and he's a younger guy. Like you can see, like he's like. Oh our, yeah, he's like maybe in his mid thirties. He's our age. Seriously. You know, He's between our ages right now. You know, Sean Mendez is like my age. I could believe that. Yeah, he's he's pretty young. He started on YouTube too. But uh, yeah, know this song. I I absolutely love it. I don't really have a whole lot to say because I don't have it. Like I said, I just started listening to Johnny Cash, so I don't have like a lot of like really thought oh, out stuff. Dude, Coulter Wall did a rendition of Big Iron. You Perfect. Ready for, you ready for this? Yeah, we love this song. This is a this is a go to for us. Like our whole friend group, we listen to this all the you'll time. Like, you'll like this newer version. Turn it up. To the town of our fear, old stranger, one fine lady. 
You know Q did a hyperpop version of the song? What? Yeah. So the friend we were talking about earlier who makes hyperpop music, he did a song a day for a long time. And uh, he would always take suggestions that he could sample off of. And Caleb gave him this to sample off of, like the old one. Yeah. And uh, he made a hyperpop version. It was really cool. Marty Robbins is the original, I believe. Okay. For uh, Big Iron. That's the most common one, the one that you play, is is Marty Robbins. I actually listen to the Johnny Cash version more. Personally. Like, in in my personal time, that's on my YouTube playlist. Is the Johnny Cash? Johnny version. Cash did. I'm almost Iron? certain it's Johnny Cash. If I'm, I swear to you, up and down, it's Marty Robbins. Look up and see if Johnny Cash has a version. Not Bog Iron. It's Big Iron. Bog Iron. That's when you take your gun to the marsh. <laughs> that sounds bad because Marsh is a grocery store. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Riley's having some issues over here. Everybody, it's late. Johnny Cash does do one. This is the. This is Marty Robbins. This is not the version I listen to. You listen to this version. Yes. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one I listen to. 100%. On his hip. Yep. Big iron on his hip. I swear to God that, that Marty Robbins is the one you have on your dad. It is. Board. It is the one I have okay. on my soundboard. Okay. okay I'm talking okay. about, like, personally. I wonder where you were going with that. Okay, yeah, so no, no, no. Like... Personally, in my YouTube playlist, I have the Johnny Cash version. On my soundboard, I have the original. Ah, oh, dude. Because I, I can't when I when I, I use my soundboard on stream, I can't hear I, it. Next next week, I'm definitely getting into this old like story time telling country. Yeah, like we're gonna finish up the rest of the songs. Yeah, next but, week, and then I'm gonna get into. Uh, I want to get into uh, Jerry Reed and like more of like uh, the guys who did. You, you know, I know you know Jerry Reed songs probably, but I don't know like the name off the top down. of my head. Mm, doesn't ring Eastbound a bell. Eastbound down. Okay, kind of. All right, so that's all I. That's we're gonna cut it off at, there. We're, at an we're, hour at, ten. we're We're at an we- hour and ten. <laughs> so what we're gonna do next week is we have some more songs to talk about. Not as many. I think we got what three on each each of our list. Something like we that. D- we played two of each. Two of each. Okay, so we, we have three more songs. We definitely altered course. <laughs> at, yeah, that's lot. fine. That's but, what the podcast that, is, and that's definitely what we want to stick more towards is, is right like, that's what it's for adhd pizza come on right 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 you're gonna cover it everything. so what we'll do next week is for the first topic we'll we'll run through the rest of these songs i don't think it'll take too long and then we'll um, do a short like we'll do a couple like this, sh- either like that and then go through right and then we'll do like a lightning round sort of thing and then we'll get into our normal topic so next week's might be a little long too but that's where we're gonna cut it off we might talk about those next week we might not This is ADHD Pizza, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.